You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to episode 12 of the Storehouse Blessing. Our text today is 2 Corinthians 8, 7. Paul writes and says, But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. NIV says, See that you abound in this grace of giving. Paul is doing everything that he can do to provoke the generosity of the Corinthian church. He is using the Macedonians as an example to test the love of these people. And so I want to show you what he said in 2 Corinthians 8, 1, 2, and 3. He said, Moreover, brothers, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. In other words, he said they really gave beyond what was reasonable. They were just incredibly generous. And he said these are really poor people. Now Paul was collecting a relief offering. This is not an offering for himself. He would never have challenged people to this kind of self-sacrifice in order that he could have nicer things. Paul would never have done that. He was collecting a relief offering for the saints at Jerusalem who had made all of these Gentile churches possible with their sacrificial giving at the beginning of the church age. And now that they were in Jerusalem and suffering greatly, and the reason they were suffering greatly is because they had given up so much of their real estate And they had been led by the Spirit to do that. And God did not lead them to destruction, but He was leading them ultimately to to sever the cords with everything in Jerusalem, all of their attachments. Why? Because they were only a few years away from the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans. And so they could have left easily without grievousness because they knew that they had no attachments there. This is what Christ had led them to do, is to give up their real estate in that area. So this is what he was saying. The Macedonians have been very generous to them. In effect, they're paying them back for the fact that someone sent the gospel to them. And that's how we ought to think. You know, it amazes me. I've seen people get mad over church building programs. I remember years ago, uh, there was a lady who just threw a fit when we launched a program to build a new auditorium. We'd outgrown the one we were in. We were filling it up three times a weekend. Uh, There was no more space. We needed more space. And when I launched this program, she got up and said, this is not the Spirit of God. Told me to my face, this is not the Lord. I don't sense God in this. And I said, wait a minute. You were not here when someone gave to the first church that you now sit in. You were not a part of that. You have benefited from someone else's generosity now that it's time for you to be a part of 
of making a place for others. You don't want to do that. They eventually left the church, and I shudder to think what may have come upon the family, especially since God used me to reach her unsaved husband, but she was willing to pull him out of the church over her opposition to our church's building program. I shudder to think what happens to people like that. Listen, Paul was collecting a relief offering for the saints. He was wanting to reach and bless people. He challenges these Corinthians who live in a very rich and prosperous region to follow the example of the Macedonians who live in a poor region. 2 Corinthians 8.8, New English Bible. He said, this is not meant as an order by telling you how keen uh, others are. I am putting your love to the test. In other words, he said, I am provoking you to good works. And that's something God does. He will give us the example of someone else who does a great thing. And instead of shaming us, it is used, well, wait a minute. If they can do that, I can do that. How many times have I in my life done certain things because I heard somebody else do it? This is a thing that God does all the time. We see it with David and Goliath. When David killed Goliath, it immediately challenged all the Israelite men to get out of their hiding places and go fight the ordinary Philistines. And so that's the way that God works. Paul was not using a wealthy donor's giving to shame the Corinthians who had little. No, the Corinthians were the wealthy ones and the Macedonians the poor ones, but the Macedonians were very, very generous. So this is how God works. Now, when God challenges his people to become generous, he is not calling them to poverty, but to plenty. And he uses Christ as an example. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. You know, Jesus limited himself in a number of ways. He gave up many, many things. I have said, and I will continue to say, Jesus was not a poor man when he ministered in his earthly ministry. He had resources, but he did not have huge bank accounts and gigantic storehouses. That is something that he chose to give up. He did have an immediate use purse with about 200 days wages in it, and he had an incredible interdimensional storehouse, as we're going to see in the last week of this study. Many, many supernatural accounts of provision coming to the Lord Jesus. But let's look at what he gave up. Philippians 2, verse 5, let Christ Jesus be your example as to what your attitude should be. For he who has always been God by nature did not cling to his prerogatives as God's equal, but emptied himself. One translation says he impoverished himself. And certainly the way he lived on earth, even though his needs were met, it was still poverty by comparison to where he came from. But he stripped himself of his glory, the scripture says, by taking the nature of a servant and becoming like human beings. And being recognized as truly human, he humbled himself and even stooped to die, going so far as to actually die a criminal's death on a cross. So what we see is Jesus with this laying down of so much was able to, with great faith, rely 
on this interdimensional storehouse where he experienced supernatural provision. I've told the story of how the Lord led my wife and I to give up our home when we first moved to Tulsa. We had a house. We sold it. It had not yet closed. We had the money coming from this house sale in Texas. We had made the decision we were going to give that money when it came in. And so while we were waiting on that, we had already prayed. We made the decision, the commitment to give it. And I wanted the money to hurry up and come so we could get it out of our hands so that I wouldn't be tempted to keep it. We went looking at houses. My wife had a desire to look at houses, and she said, I'm going to trust God. So we went and looked. And sure enough, the first day we looked, the Holy Spirit put it in my heart by this particular house. There was one of them in the group that we looked at that was the one God wanted us to have. And so I prayed about it, and I just felt the Lord just daring me by this house. We didn't have the money. I had 45 days to come up with about five grand to close it. But the Lord assured me it's going to be okay. I told my wife, I've never in my life had this much faith. I have supreme confidence that we will, pardon me, that we will have every penny that we need to get this house when we need it. And sure enough, 43 days into the contract, we got the money we needed to close that deal. And I knew we were going to get it. I didn't know how it was going to come exactly, but I knew it was going to come, and it did. I'd never had so much faith in my life. There was a grace on me after I had given. That taught me something. In fact, the Lord told me. He said, you are going to use this the rest of your ministry. Listen to me. I have on a number of occasions given sacrificially, led the church to give sacrificially, supported great missionary campaigns where we invested as much as $250,000 in a single crusade in order to reach over a million people. And I was thrilled to do it. And I saw afterward the hand of God come on our church in the most amazing ways. You cannot outgive God if people could only realize what God is calling them to do when the Holy Spirit nudges your heart to be a giver, you would never run from it again. And I can tell you this, I never fear offering time. I never fear the Lord talking to me about money. I know some people that they are petrified whenever the offering is taken, whenever someone challenges them to give, they're absolutely petrified because they're afraid they're going to be called to do something that they don't want to do. Isn't it wonderful to lose your fear of giving because you cannot outgive God? I dare you to try it. In fact, it's what God tells us directly in Malachi 3. Prove me. I double-dog dare you. That's what he says in Malachi 3. That's the Texas version. I double-dog dare you to check me out. And I hope that through all of this, you will understand the heart of God for laying up treasures in heaven. Because it's not just for the next life. It's even for now. God wants to supply our needs and in ways that you cannot imagine. He wants to pay you back. So, understand that tapping into that interdimensional storehouse is something 
that you don't want to miss. We'll see you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.